0: Hey, really quick before we get started, please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and drop a review for me. That'd be great. You can also check me out at rhitch.com. That's R-H-I-T-C-H. As a reminder, everything said in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions alone. All statements regarding companies made are strictly beliefs or points of view held by myself or my guests and not a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any securities. Myself or my guests may or may not maintain positions in securities discussed. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Breakaway Podcast. I am Ryan Hitchcock, your host, and I am a financial planner with High Point Capital Group out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Today, I have a great episode with Richie Burke, President and Founder of Go Get It Marketing and Media out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin here. We're gonna jump right into this episode quick heads up, my audio got a little messed up in the recording of this interview with Richie. It's a little louder than normal, so please be aware. Rookie mistake, I know. I apologize in advance here. Embarrassing, especially on this particular episode with Richie, but don't hold that against me. This episode still has a lot of great value. I think you will enjoy. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Financial Breakaway Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the booming industry of podcasting and what we think investors need to know about and while we're trying to navigate this new normal of business and investing that we find ourselves in. And so today, I'm really excited. I have an amazing guest with me today that's gonna help us understand all this. I have Richie Burke, who's the president and founder of Go Get It Marketing and Media, He's also the host of the go Getters podcast, which is a, I mean, top podcast in the, in the country, I would say. And I'll let you explain that some more. But uh, welcome, Richie. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, Ryan, I can hear you good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for being on. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into the topic of podcasting. And, uh, I, you know, you're going to have to critique me. Uh, you're being on the opposite end. You're usually uh, being the host. So hopefully this is fun for you a little bit being on the opposite end. Um, yeah, good. Um, well, well, Richie, just give me one minute here. I just want to, uh, you know, to review about this, uh, series I'm doing on what's called the new normal. Then I'm going to throw some stats at you just on the podcast and to get into it, then I'll, uh, turn it over to you, but, um, just a little bit of background. So, you know, this series investing in this quote unquote new normal, um, I asked Richie to be here with us because this new normal is, is really coming back to like the onset of COVID is really when um, I would, would kind of peg it. As we all know, life changed drastically and therefore business was all turned on its head. Now are a couple of years since this onset, but this trickle down effect can be seen all over, You know, government policies, market volatility, global unrest, unfortunately right now, but we're seeing booms and busts in certain companies and sectors. So I think it's very fair to say that the world is a lot more complicated than it was just even two, two and a half years ago. So um, so what I'm trying to do is just profile some interesting topics I'm seeing in this uh, new normal by talking with experts like Richie, who who's in these fields and hopefully provide you know, investors or people listening, a unique view on this quote unquote new normal that we find ourselves trying to navigate. So that's just what I'm trying to get at. And, and Richie, um, Podcasting—it's definitely something that I think is more in the limelight. So let me throw some stats at you that I found from a report from um, the Insider Intelligence, which is which came out in July of 2021. So not too long ago, um, but these these facts are even pretty staggering to me. So they project um, by this year there's going to be 424 million podcast listeners worldwide. That's going to account for 20 percent of internet users, which I found pretty crazy. Um, in 2022 this year the number of monthly us podcast listeners is going to increase by six percent to over 125 million um a few more here people are spending more time with podcasts uh, among the adult podcast listeners um in 2022 they're projecting that's going to increase 16 percent this year to spending more than 23 minutes per day listening to podcasts um it a re- report this report shows that uh, ad spending is going to increase by 30% in 2022 to surpass $2 billion. So I'm interested in your take on that. I know there's a bunch of different reports. Um Two more here. The the report shows that 54% of their, the marketers that they surveyed are going to increase their investment in podcasts. Um, large companies like Spotify, Facebook, iHeartMedia, XM, Radio, they're all spending millions, if not billions, building out their platforms for podcasting. Um, and podcasting, in this according to this report, is going to be a $95 billion industry altogether by 2028. So these are some crazy numbers. Would you agree? I agree. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get into it. Let me uh turn it over to you Richie. Why don't, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself a little bit, tell us a little bit about your your awesome company, your podcast, and uh, we'll get into it.
1: Yeah, my name is Richie Burke, um founder of Go Get It Marketing and Media. Our website is ggmm.io. I also host the Go Getters podcast, G O G E D D E R S with which Ryan mentioned. Um, for the context of this interview, I started my podcast back in 2016 i had i had go get it marketing and media we were not doing any podcasting we were just another digital marketing agency mainly for small businesses and i thought it would be cool to start a podcast i was a fan of some shows there were a lot of shows out there on business and entrepreneurship and success and interview-based shows but no one was really doing it for the local milwaukee market so one, one. I wanted to do it. I thought it would be cool to do, it, and I thought it would be a great way to, and self selfishly grow grow our brand, um, my brand, and I thought it would be a good sales and networking tool, which it's proven to be. So, as far as that show goes, I mean, today we're, I think we've done 185 episodes since 2016. It's gotten hundreds of thousands of downloads, and it's led to a lot of a lot of business for us and. I saw what it was doing for our very small marketing agency. This was back in 2016, 2017. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, if, if I can do this with basically no following, why aren't any other brands doing this? So we started producing shows for brands in 2018. I thought that service was going to blow up right away and do very well. And we didn't have a customer till like six months. it was kind <laughs> of you know, right, people on a new idea and then, you know, it picked up and today we get to work with some, you know, big, big uh, organizations like uh, Miller Coors uh, for Line and Kugels and Johnson Controls and Track and a number of small businesses as well as is growing our own show. So that's the cliff notes on how I got started and a little bit of what we're up to right now.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, man. Congrats on the success of the company and the success of the podcast. I love listening to it. So for sure, those listening now, definitely check out his podcast. So, um, you know, so explain that more. And these are big brands that you're working with, um, that I want to kind of get your insight on here eventually. But so you're helping like Trek Marquette. I'm looking at your website right now, like Coilers, um, Komatsu, I'm saying that, right, but those are all very big brands. And so you're, what are you kind of doing for them? Um, If you don't mind filling us in a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, we did help Marquette with podcasting. We also helped MSOE um, and Collier's, the real estate company. Komatsu, we did more brand stuff for. Podcasting makes up about 40% of our revenue. And a lot of our other revenue is just digital marketing, web design. We do video work as well. So other marketing services. But we have done, we've helped a lot of brands produce their own podcast content um, to help Build relationships with their audience, generate leads, um, things like that.
0: Okay, very cool. So, right, so let's get in that. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wrapping around this conversation around this context of the new normal. And mm-hmm. let's just start it off by why do you, why do you think like investors listening really need to know about podcasting, at kind of high level. It-
1: as you said it's a it's a very fast growing platform It has been over the last several years it this isn't hockey stick growth in any way it's just been very i would say steady growth since probably 2015 2014 or something just you know that 10 to 20% type growth year over year and right. it, it, it didn't you know take off um yeah it's not a new medium right it's right around. it's it's been around podcasting's been around since 2006 but it's really hit that tipping point where it's mainstream and it's got companies' attention, it has investors' attention. There's obviously a ton of money being pumped into the into the ecosystem, whether it is Apple or some of the acquisitions Spotify's made made and some of the money they've been shelling out to podcasters <laughs> and creatives, you know, iHeartMedia is putting a lot of money into it. So there's there's a lot going on in the ecosystem. So from an investor standpoint, I think that's interesting. From a a brand standpoint too it's smart to market to your audience where they're already spending time and a lot of people are spending time on podcasts and it's a it's a very very effective storytelling platform whether it's a brand telling it or just a podcaster mainly because it's a passive medium and as we've been on the go more and more over the years or we're working from home the good thing about podcasting is it's passive. You can do it while you're doing other things where video written word, obviously those aren't going anywhere. People still read a lot and they watch TV and watch YouTube, but, um, that requires a hundred percent of your full attention to actually actually get that information.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, so I guess just some, you, you know, podcasting is very just, uh, attractive to these big corporations for multiple for their own brand and advertising because the listener can just do it passively like you said, from working out they're not, they don't have to have their full, full attention on podcasting and that's very valuable, right?
1: Correct. And I, there was, there's one data point um, that was left out and I don't want to say, Hey, this is, it's all, (laughs) it's all rosy. Everyone needs to dive into podcasting. (laughs) Although I do believe it's a very effective platform. Um, Along with this growth, the number of podcasts have grown significantly. So, Back in 2016, when I started, there was about 80,000 active podcasts. Right. Yeah. Today, there's okay. about 850,000 active podcasts, and that's just over the last what six years or so. Um, sure. So that's that's been about 10x growth. 10x growth has increased as well, but active listeners. There's about two and a half times more active listeners than there was in 2016, which is a which is a big increase. Yeah. More than double, yeah. nearly triple, but you know, the amount of podcasts per listener has, uh, the growth in in podcasts has outpaced the growth growth in listenership. So it is more competitive to get in the game right now and to fight for that consumer's attention.
0: Okay. Um, but in like comparison, and I think you, you and I have talked about this before, but like in comparison to other mediums, how does it really compare to like the blog world? Um, just... YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when I say
1: there's 850,000 active podcasts and like two million podcasts total, people are like, "Oh, it might be too late for me to get in the." Oh, it's really hard to stand out, but yeah, I think I believe the numbers. There's about 40 to 60 million active YouTube channels and 400 million active blogs or so, something along those lines. Um, so it's still it's still in the early phases to an extent. You listed out the projections through 2028, like this will continue growing, now is not a bad time to get in the game. And if you look at this platform compared to the other options out there to communicate your message to your audience, then there's still a lot of white space. Yeah, sure,
0: that's, that's a good point. Hey there, it's your host, Ryan here. Just wanted to interrupt for a quick sec, ask you if your investment strategy is on track. Are you saving tax efficiently? Are you getting close to retirement? Want to make sure those plans are still intact? With all this recent market volatility, it's a good time to review that plan and those investments. So head over to my website, rhitch.com, click on the work with me tab up in the top right there and set up a complimentary consultation and see if we are a good fit or if I can help you out at all. All right, that's it for me. Let's get back to the rest of this interview you know, just, just picking your brain on like what you're seeing from your clients, not to give away secrets, but like, how are they viewing this podcast platform and and maybe even take that a step further, like kind of what you're seeing in the market with the, like you mentioned the Spotify's the apples Um, there's a lot of movement money being thrown at them. So are they, what are you seeing in your, your, you know, actual experience? Yeah. So for, for brands that start
1: podcasts, it's a, it's a great way to build relationships with their, the audience they already have. It's a great way to tell stories that only they can tell. Whether it's stories about their customers or stories about their audience or thought leader content or even even interviews and putting their own angle on it in the way that you're doing. Um, it's a great way to network. It's a great way to build relationships. I, me, starting out, I mean, in in you know this in your industry as well. It's hard. It's kind of hard to get in front of people and build that relationship. Don't have anything really unique. And for me as a small business owner, to be able to get in front of almost any CEO in the Milwaukee area just through this podcast alone has been invaluable and has led to a lot of revenue for our business. And it's not like they come in and I pitch them on my services right away, but organically I've ended up getting a lot of work from people who just came on the podcast, had the experience and it was like, Oh, what do you guys actually do here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, let me introduce you to our marketing department. Yeah. You know, we've we've done we've done well using it as a tool right there. That's throwing the download numbers out completely. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I think podcasting is very effective for some companies to integrate into their current marketing strategy. If they're doing paid media, if they have a, a funnel that they're doing, being able to serve their target audience, a podcast to listen to in sales prospecting, being able to send a podcast over to those people and have someone listen to, you or your content for 30 minutes before a meeting can really pre-frame you in a positive light. So there's a lot of ways to, to go about it. Um, how companies are going about it. It's really, I mean, it tends to be unique for, to the, to the business. I mean, we did one for MSOE and it was just a batch series and they wanted to highlight that they're more than just an engineering school. So they had one on entrepreneurship nursing ai robotics mental health topics like that uh, bringing in professors alumni students and the good thing is you know if there's a business student interested in msoe he can listen to this really cool piece of content from an msoe business student who had success on shark tank and has now built this incredible company and like it's it's stories like that the one we did for trek bicycle because there was a lot of podcasts about cycling and that we're currently doing. Some of the interviews were with riders, but others were with, you know, Brett Favre or Bo Jackson, who have found cycling in retirement. Yeah. Oh, or oh, very Luke cool. Luke Bryan, the country singer, who um, is a very avid cyclist. And just these, we did one on Black Girls Do Bike, this organization that a lot of people aren't familiar with on what it's like being a black woman, starting a organization in an industry where it's a lot of middle-aged white dudes wearing, sure. jewelry, right, so it's oh. like, um, you know, the the I think brands the more creative they get, but ultimately you should be entertaining or educating your your audience in one way or another. And if you can combine those two things, it's gonna be more effective.
0: Oh, that's that's great insight. So that's yeah, it's very, it's just been very interesting to me watching. I mean, I've just obviously been a, a fan of podcasts. I, I started this one like in technically in 2019, but it feels like everywhere you turn. You know, people are starting, you know, my podcast, they you know, but I think that's a good thing, right? You don't, we've already kind of talked about this, but we don't think the market's too saturated. There's a lot of space left. Um, but you know, move, moving forward into like this year, what, what do you think is going to continue to happen? Any like new, interesting things going on in the podcasting world? Or, um, like for example, like these paid subscription models, um, do you think that's a good thing? Uh, it seems like big celebrities are jumping into it. You know, it's it seems like it's changing fast in that world.
1: Yeah, I mean, paid subscriptions are always always tough. I think if you have like very, very valuable content and a very loyal built-in audience, then you can do that. Um, but I think you have to have those two things to be successful. Some celebrities can get away with it, but I think you can argue a lot of them would be better off just creating free content, which helps build relationships with more people. And then those people tend to end up buying their products, whether it's a, you know, a service or a product or an album or whatever that might be. Um, So I, I think there's that, I mean, the industry is changing quite a bit and we're experimenting quite a bit right now, even using some of these platforms to advertise our own podcasts to see if like in-app ads are going to work for, ourselves before we test them on our clients um Facebook just released like Facebook podcasts um I'm on it our RSS feed is on there but I haven't heard <laughs> you know a ton about yeah, it right now yeah, but- yeah
0: I saw that too I, I mine was able to link to my facebook but what are they? Right. And it's
1: interesting because organic reach has gone so far down on Facebook. When I was starting out in 2016, a big reason my podcast took off was because of Facebook. We were able to shoot these little video clips off a camcorder and looking back, they weren't even very good videos, but we could, you know, put $20 behind them and they'd get viewed by thousands, Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of people with high engagement. So, you know, it's interesting we're testing that out right now. I think too, it's like, you know, there's there's going to be a war. There is a war going on right now between Apple and Spotify and iHeart. And there's a lot of money in the ecosystem. And, and you know, it'll be interesting to see what Amazon does, too. I know they've made some acquisitions to, to see, ultimately, does one player come out on top in the next five years? Spotify yeah. has kind of done something similar to the netflix model at the beginning where they're just really overpaying for shows and overpaying for creators you saw the joe rogan deal joe rogan obviously got a bunch of recently they acquired um, alex cooper's mega show call her daddy which was a stool show for a while and i think she got 30 40 million just started That's a podcast wow. a few years ago um so there's they're paying out these mega podcasters to have those shows exclusively on Spotify. Now I listen to most of my podcasts on Apple, so I haven't listened to Joe Rogan or Call Her Daddy in, in a long time. Yeah, but yeah. You know, it it's it'll be it'll be interesting. I think the jury's still out, but um yeah, I mean that, I do, that, a, lot, that was, a lot of a lot of powerful organizations are pumping a ton of money into the platform, but as as you know where where the attention is, the money follows, and right yeah. now the is on podcasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I wanted to talk about it. I think, uh, you know, from the business side of it, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Um, and that, that was going to be one of my questions to you. If you think it's going to be a, uh, kind of a winner takes all environment or, or not, but, um, but yet to be determined is what, what I'm hearing from you, either whether it'll be like the Apple or the Spotify or, or a couple of them. Eh?
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard to bet
0: against Apple,
1: you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, 10, 10 years, ten years, fifteen years ago, you didn't you didn't think they'd be a phone company, but essentially that's what they've morphed into. It seems like they can do anything they want. It's almost like similar to you know who's going to win the electric car battle in ten years. I just don't, I don't know who's going who's going to be in that game. Is it going to be Tesla? Is Apple? What's Apple going to do in that? Sure, sure. You know, it's I I don't know. I don't think there's any mega front runner right now between Apple, Spotify who knows what Amazon could do in the next 10 years as they're taking over the world.
0: So it'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting, I mean, from my side, uh, and we'll have disclosures at the end of this podcast, but these are all public companies too. And that's why I'm, I'm interested in having these conversations. A lot of these are just big public companies. And like you said, where there's audience there, there's money flowing there and there's a lot of boom. And I even saw, I think Spotify just this week bought a bunch of companies, uh, for millions of dollars, kind of the I think some marketing kind of back end marketing platforms for for their uh podcast world. Um so so yeah, you know, it's uh it's kind of interesting. So um, you know, what what do you think? This is kind of one of my ending questions. Um we can keep talking some more, but what do you think people kind of get wrong about the podcasting world?
1: Regarding starting a
0: podcast. Well, I guess just more from like the, uh, like business end of it.
1: So I think from the business end of it, if people are starting a podcast to get rich or make a bunch of money, there's much better business models and businesses to get into. I think as from a podcast on, on, if they're going for straight ad revenue, um, I think people underestimate the time commitment and the consistency that's needed to, grow a successful show. Um, So I think, I think there's, there's that, there's plenty of other ways that podcasts can really help people um, which i have touched on a little bit, but I do think people underestimate that it's not really a build it and they will come type of model of, Hey, I can just put this podcast out and it's going to get a bunch of downloads or I'm going to be able to get sponsors and things like that. It takes, takes a bunch of work time. (laughs) like starting any business sure. or launching yeah. it to really get it off the ground. Um, so I think, I think that can be a bit of a, a misconception. Um, yeah, that, that's what, that's what I would say. I mean, the data that you've listed off is all, it's all real. I mean, it's growing. The space is, is becoming more popular from a listener standpoint. More people are listening to podcasts, more people are spending time on, on them and
0: more people are launching them. As well, yeah. getting it yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, a couple of going back to those stats like um, this report said that you know basically internet users twenty percent of them twenty percent of internet users are basically listening to podcasts, which is seems pretty wild, right? Yeah,
1: I, I believe it, and I mean it's a it's a great tool for people if they're just doing busy work, if they're out on a walk, if they're working out, if they're stretching, yeah. if they're cooking. Like, yeah, I mean we're we're really addicted to like convenience and that's extremely
0: convenient. True. Do you think that, uh, you know, COVID, you know, I kind of mentioned this new normal series kind of started kind of on the onset of COVID. Um, Do you think that had anything to do with this kind of new, like you said, it's been not a hockey stick growth in podcasts, but I do feel, and, and maybe this is just from from being in the this podcast world myself, but it feels like it's definitely more mainstream. Do you think COVID has brought that on anymore?
1: I think I think COVID had a huge effect on people starting podcasts. I know a lot of people who started shows during, during okay. COVID, almost as a hobby. I mean, a lot of people's activities were kind of taken taken away. Also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> COVID, COVID accelerated the inevitable in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Whether, oh, that's,
0: good. that's a good way to put it. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, even even work from home. And now things are kind of normalized since at least COVID's not going on nearly as much right now. I think sure. around 90-something percent at the moment as they were in January. But who knows if it's going to come back. I think this yeah. hybrid, hybrid approach was probably going to happen at some time. It may have happened in 10 years, but instead it happened in two years.
0: Yeah. Kind of of Um, pushed it forward.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to podcasting, I just think listenership has gone up. I think it would have continued to rise anyway. The amount of shows growth there has obviously outpaced listenership, but I definitely do think it helped accelerate the podcast industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're seeing, are you seeing, um, you know, more business come your way too? Like, being approached by you know kind of the marketers of companies, uh, more coming your way too, kind of trying to get into this world?
1: Yeah, we have um, from a podcasting standpoint and just from a digital standpoint, people were spending more and more time online. So, you know, companies, I think, came to the realization that- hey, sure, we, we, need, we to need to be there. <laughs> online to have an effective marketing program. So yeah, yeah we've, we've seen COVID um, I think help us out in a, in a number of ways.
0: Well, that's good. Well, cool, man. Um, yeah, I mean, if, that's kind of all all I really have for you today. If you had, unless you have anything else to kind of end on, um, you know, I appreciate you being here.
1: No, absolutely. This was good. Thanks for thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no, thanks a lot. So I think it was very, you know, kind of eye-opening to pe- get people to think about on um, this business end of podcasting, especially in this this new world we're we're talking about. I think it's got uh big room for growth. So uh, with that, Richie, um we'll put in the in the notes here on how to find you. And you mentioned your website earlier. Um uh, for sure. Look him up, check out his podcast. And thanks again, man. All right. Appreciate it. It was good seeing you. Yeah, you too. High Point Capital Group is located at 1200 North Mayfair Road, Suite 300, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53226. Phone number 414-253-4600. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Sage Point Financial, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. SagePoint Financial is separately owned in other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SagePoint Financial. Views expressed here should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned here. Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Indexes are unmanaged and investors are not able to invest directly into any index. Sector investing may involve a greater degree of risk than investments with broader diversification. However, there is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio alone will outperform a non-diversified portfolio in any given market environment. No investment strategy, such as asset allocation, can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Please note that individual situations can vary, therefore information should only be relied upon and coordinated with individual professional advice. Ryan Hitchcock believes the information presented here is accurate and was obtained from sources that are believed to be reliable. However, Ryan does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information, and such information may be subject to change without notice from Ryan. Statements expressed by guests on this podcast are the views of those guests only and not of Ryan Hitchcock. Statements contained in this podcast may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on Ryan Hitchcock's or guest current views and assumptions and involve known and or unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements.